deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. Friend, I'm going to talk about a topic today that quite frankly will not only surprise you, but it might cause you to think I'm losing my marbles. But bear with me, please. I'm talking about UFOs. Now, UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object, as I'm sure you're aware. But there's something very salient I wish to point out about all UFO phenomenon, and that is that they occur in the air, and more on that shortly. In the United States alone, there are approximately 7,000 UFO sightings reported each and every year, according to the National UFO Reporting Center. But one might also consider that for every sighting that's reported, perhaps there are at least three times as many that go unreported. This flood of sightings really began in 1947, coincidentally right around the time the nation of Israel was established, which is a marker for the end times. The flying saucer story really began on June 24, 1947, when a private pilot, Kenneth Arnold, who was taking part in a search for a missing transport aircraft, saw nine disc-shaped objects flying over Mount Rainier in Washington. He described the objects as flying like a saucer would if you skimmed it across the water. Arnold's devotion to what he saw and professional reputation were beyond question and his account of the incident was accepted by all authorities at the time as genuine. Newspapers picked up the story and labeled the objects flying saucers and it has stuck ever since. It's interesting that Washington State remains in the top three of states within the lower 48 that has the most sightings per year, along with California having the most of all, followed closely by Florida, then thirdly Washington State, and finally Texas in fourth place. Now, the UFO phenomena is burgeoning and not going away, as researcher L.A. Marzulli often says, and there are very few Christian researchers who are willing to give serious discussion to this phenomena, let alone pastors who are willing to talk about it in the pulpit for fear of ridicule. Now, granted, there are numerous hoaxes of UFO sightings on the Internet, and that goes without saying. Of all the sightings out there, perhaps as little as 3 to 5% fall into the category of truly unidentified objects that exhibit phenomenon which cannot be explained by the natural laws of physics, and it's these elusive and mysterious objects which are my focus today. One of the most spectacular reports of a UFO came from a United States Gemini 4 astronaut, James McDivitt, in June 1965. In orbit 90 miles above the Earth, McDivitt saw a cylindrical object, apparently with arms sticking out of it, which he took to be another spacecraft with antenna. It appeared to be in free flight over the Pacific, about three miles higher than the Gemini capsule. McDivitt took one still photograph and some film. He observed that the object was moving in a parallel path to his own spacecraft, but closing in fast. It then rapidly disappeared from view. When he did inspect the film, the object was hazily outlined against the sky, but he remained convinced it was a positive identification. Friend, the reason these sightings cannot be discounted as mere fantasy or illusion is because of the credible witnesses who've reported them, and there are quite a few astronauts who've gone on record about these UFOs as well. 
aeronautical engineers, weather bureau observers, FBI agents, the armed forces, comprised of the Navy, Army and Air Force, private pilots, air traffic controllers, and even commercial pilots from Pan American, United Airlines, Northwest, Western, and Trans World Airlines are all on the list of credible witnesses. In the words of Dr. Clifford Wilson, quote, to an unprejudiced investigator, it would have been hard to find a group better qualified to observe and report on UFOs, unquote. Up until the 1990s, a total of about 26 astronauts have reported seeing UFOs while in orbit, and I'm sure that number has increased since then. The first sighting was in 1962, and later reports include those made by men aboard Skylabs 1, 2, and 3. Captain Ed Mitchell, the sixth man to walk on the moon, told a press conference in 1974, quote, We all know UFOs are real. The question is, where do they come from? Unquote. Friend, that's a bold explanation for an astronaut, isn't it? But what about presidents? Evidently, by their own admission, Presidents Eisenhower, Carter, Nixon, Reagan, Clinton, Bush Sr., and Bush Jr. have all stated they've seen a UFO at some point. You know, even some of my family members have seen a UFO back in the UK. My aunt saw a cigar-shaped object hover over our local harbour in Wales way back in the 1970s, and the area where I come from was hailed to become the Pembrokeshire Triangle, believe it or not, which had numerous sightings during that same period of the 1970s. In fact, England is pretty high up there in the number of sightings per capita. But what exactly is responsible for these strange sightings in the sky? I would suggest to you this phenomenon is in fact nothing new. Alexander the Great wrote in his personal journal as far back as 329 BC that his army was repeatedly harassed from the sky by two objects resembling silver shields. In addition, several Roman historians recorded the appearance of fire and silver objects in the sky and one flew over the city of Hadria in 214 AD. In Hungary in 966 AD, two shining and polished objects were reported going to and fro in an erratic fashion. Two similar objects were reported in Japan in 1015 AD. In Cairo, Egypt, nearly a thousand years ago, noisy flying objects were seen in 1027 AD. In 1492, just hours before Christopher Columbus landed in the New World, he wrote in his journal that while standing on the deck of the ship, he noticed a bright object fall from the sky into the water and then exit the water and return to the skies. He and members of the crew observed other strange lights moving up and down in the distant sky. But what of it, Pastor? You've told me nothing I don't already know. What are these things anyway? Well, friend, all of these strange lights occur in the air. And friend, man was not granted dominion over the air necessarily, but the earth, even though he has ventured into flight in the past century. Ephesians 2.1 reads, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Friend, Satan is the deceiver. He is the prince of the power of the air, in addition to his title as ruler, prince, and god of this world. If you'll recall, also in 2 Corinthians 11:4, it says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. In our technological age, Satan and his vast minions in the form of principalities, powers, rulers of this world, and the spiritually wicked in high places have shifted their strategy in recent years to present themselves as our interplanetary saviors from a nearby galaxy. 
TV, film and industry and news media as a whole have recently become obsessed with the idea that we've not only evolved as Darwin proposed, but perhaps our evolutionary cycle was accelerated or potentially cross-pollinated by extraterrestrials who visited from another galaxy and the History Channel's Ancient Aliens program, now in its 11th series, produced by Prometheus Entertainment, pushes this false agenda each and every week. Now, friend, I do believe evil angels visited our planet in the distant past because it says so in Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. They were called the sons of God, and certainly not our saviors. The well-respected and late Bible expert Dr. Walter Martin said in an interview in 1968, and I quote, At some point in the near future, UFO occupants would begin to interact extensively with people. Their message? We are superior beings, far advanced beyond you earthlings. Look at our technology, but we have come to help you and guide you. Friend, God's word and his spirit are our guide. We don't need any more guides. But not only do they desire to guide us, they even go as far as to claim that they are our progenitors. This popular notion is gaining popularity in our day and age and falls under the title of panspermia. This hypothesis was first coined by Savant Arrhenius, a Swedish professor of physics who lived from 1859 to 1927. It gained even further popularity in the recent movie Prometheus, directed by Ridley Scott of Blade Runner and Alien fame. This cosmic evolutionary theory proposes that life was seeded by meteoroids, asteroids, planetoids, and now ETs or aliens in the distant past. In fact, Nobel Prize winner Francis Crick, co-discoverer of the double helix structure of DNA, is one of those who've claimed that Earth was started by intelligent extraterrestrial powers in the venerable past. Now, friend, it's obvious that Satan is using this agenda to deceive mankind into thinking that he is God. These so-called little green men are none other than demons and or fallen angels posing as benevolent guides from another galaxy, but are secretly hiding a dark agenda in order to deceive mankind into worshipping them instead of Yahweh God, our true creator. The truth is, friend, they're not extraterrestrial, but extra-dimensional, having their origin in the spiritual realm. I sincerely believe, along with several other eschatological scholars, this claim that man was seeded by aliens is the very delusion spoken of in 2 Thessalonians 2.11. If you recall, in recent weeks, I discussed the term falling away mentioned in this passage to be the rapture of the church and how the word for falling away, or apostasia in the Greek, was translated as departed for over 1,200 years since Jerome's Latin Vulgate right up to and including six of the English translations until the King James Version. Well, friend, I propose to you that when we, the Spirit-filled Church, or restrainer of evil, is removed from this earth, deception will be rife during the tribulation period, and one of these deceptions will be the concept that demon entities and or fallen angels are our progenitors, and mankind should bow down and worship them. I truly believe the only reason this hasn't happened yet is because we're still here, and this deception cannot happen until we, the Restrainer, are removed. Like I said before, friend, we have authority over these dark forces, and we should never be afraid of them. In fact, some Christians have even encountered UFOs and noticed they disappear rapidly when the name of Jesus is spoken. But friend, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, we, the Church, will be long gone before this happens. So do not fear. 
However, during this time frame, you can see how the evil one is propagating this false idea of panspermia throughout popular culture. It's as if he's preparing us for something nefarious down the road. Satan has always desired to be worshipped in place of God ever since his rebellion in Isaiah 14:13, and it's my heartfelt belief that this burgeoning alien agenda is the final deceptive card he plays right in the middle of the tribulation period. Nothing will unite man under one government and one religion like the existential threat of another intelligent species in the universe, and this alien deception will be the final catalyst to make it come to pass. Only last week, NASA announced the discovery of seven new Earth-like exoplanets, three of which are in the habitable zone where water exists. NASA said it's only a matter of time until another Earth is discovered. Not only that, Pope Francis, who came out of the same Jesuit order designed to destroy the Protestant Reformation and recently claimed that Christmas is a charade and Muslim terror is a myth, said he would baptize aliens if they came to the Vatican in a recent homily. He said the Catholic Church has an open-door philosophy when it comes to alien visitors. Well, friend, that may be so, but the historical popes of the Catholic Church would never even consider speaking some of the things that Pope Francis has said in the past two years especially. Friend, what was the first warning out of Jesus' mouth in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, verse 4? He said, Take heed that no man deceive you. Friend, deception is rife in these last days, and if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Just make sure that when you're standing, you're standing upon God's holy word and not the latest special from the History Channel. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.